there, Peter Mansbridge here with the latest episode, the Christmas Eve episode of the Bridge Daily. Welcome. 41 weeks in and we're at Christmas Eve. Well, let me start off by um, talking a little bit about yesterday's broadcast. It was long, I know, more than an hour and 10 minutes. And uh, some of you had to fight through some not great audio, and we apologize for that. And we are working on that. I know there have been audio issues back and forth over the last 41 weeks. We seem to have them resolved, and then suddenly they crop back up again. They, they did, in a way, yesterday. Um, but I promise you we're on the case. And uh, as a result of some changes that are going to happen to the podcast in the next couple of weeks, uh, I think those changes will be very positive. Uh, I'm not going to get into it today to tell you what those changes are, but I have been uh, kind of talking about it over the last little while that there was uh, interest in working out an arrangement with the bridge, uh, with another organization, a couple of organizations actually have been uh, talking to me about working with the bridge and incorporating the bridge into their operations. So I think... You know, uh, we are pretty much at an agreement. We should have it nailed down the next week or two. And as a result, I think it's going to be good for everybody. Uh, This has been a hobby, kind of a family thing for the last little more than a year since we first started doing the bridge. Um, That's going to change a little bit, but what's not going to change is the kind of folksy um, delivery and content, which will all remain under my control. Uh, So those things won't change. Anyway, I will uh, give you full details, and I think you're going to be happy. And one of the reasons you'll definitely be happy is that we're going to work out any of the kind of technical issues that might have plagued us at different times. Uh, So that's all to come in the new year. Um, Thank you for the reactions to yesterday. There were were lots, and people seemed to enjoy listening to Bruce and Kathleen. Um, when, when they were able to sort through the uh, the audio issues, I mean, I don't want to overstate them. They weren't, you know, they weren't great, but they weren't that bad either. Um, but lots of nice reaction to uh, to the program, and great to hear and work with Kathleen again. There's no question about that on my part and on Bruce's part as well. Uh, other good news on extraordinary Canadians. I should let you know. Um, We have been now on bookshelves at bookstores and booksellers across the country for six weeks. And for the first three weeks, we were number one. We went immediately to number one, what they call an instant number one bestseller. You can't get better than that. Um, Then on weeks four and weeks five, we were number two. Well, this is week six, and guess what? We're back at number one. So that's a nice place to be as we uh, head into the uh, um, the Christmas holidays, and people are picking up. I guess today you better you better move fast if you're going to grab a, a copy to put under a tree somewhere uh, for tomorrow. Um, but from the indication of all the book plates I signed, hundreds of them over the last uh, couple of weeks. I think most of you are prepped and ready for uh, gift-giving tomorrow. Anyway, the book experiment, along with my co-author Mark Bulgich, has been um, a 
wonderful opportunity to uh, uh, to meet many of you, whether by uh, email or by uh, the various Zoom uh, conferences and um, Q and A's that uh, that we've done over the last few weeks. So we've enjoyed doing that. All right. So to the contest, which was announced just a couple of days ago, uh, I wanted to get a. You know, I I guess I didn't explain it that well, because what I did explain is how the Queen's message was a part of my early childhood life, uh, having come from England. Uh, we used to listen, you know, gather around the radio at first, then the television to listen to the Queen's message. There she is still, all these years later, putting out her message every Christmas and others I've copied her. The prime minister gives one. The governor general, I think, gives one. Mayors give one. Premiers give one. They all give messages around this time of year. But the centerpiece is always the queen's message. So what I was suggesting is we take that idea and you give me your message. Not what you would have the queen say, but what you would say. What's your message? But I don't think I made it clear enough because... I'd say it's about half and half. A lot of you have written what you think the Queen should say this year. Um, and some of them are pretty good. There's kind of a, you'll, you listen to it, but there's kind of a thread that draws through a lot of these proposed messages, whether they're for the Queen or for you. Um, and I find that interesting. I'd asked for short, and of course, I got some very short. I also got some long. Um, but let me... Let me get at it, and uh, I picked the, uh, you know, the selections that I found most interesting to give us enough material for a podcast on this day, which will be our our Christmas weekend special. Because the plan is that after this podcast, I'm going to take a few days off, and I think you should, if you can, take a few days off as well. I know so many of you who are working in essential services are not able to do that, whether you're at the front lines of the healthcare story or the variety of other places that are so important to the way we are all carrying on right now. Many of us are kind of in our homes and staying at home and staying, unfortunately, away from family. But many of you, essential workers, whether you're at the hospitals, whether you're in grocery stores, uh, whether you're still at the post office, um, truckers delivering over these holidays, you know the you know the group, you know the list, and we're extremely grateful to all of you um, over this holiday season. All right, let's get to the uh, the letters once again. No particular order in the way these go. Although the last one I read will be the winner of this year's or this week's copy of Extraordinary Canadians, which I will sign and have uh, sent off over the next few days. Okay, first up, familiar name from Oak Bay, British Columbia, David Oliver. Here's what David writes. 2020 has revealed how interdependent we all are, yet the gap between rich and poor grows ever wider. While many low-paid workers doing vital work struggle to make ends meet, the rich reach levels of wealth undreamed of 25, 50, or 100 years ago. 
My message is for us as a society to resolve to recognize the contribution of all members of society. Let's start by finding a way to distribute the wealth of our nation in a fairer way. As I said, what David's expressed there in a number of sentences is in many ways kind of the thread to a lot of what you're going to hear over the next while as I read from dozens of letters that, uh, that have come in in the last 48 hours. But as I said, some are in what you would use as your message, and others are what you suggest, either seriously or with a touch of humor, for the Queen to say. So we have one here from Betty Armstrong. Betty doesn't tell us where she's from. Got to remember that, folks. It helps. It helps us kind of feel like a nation when you talk about where you're from. Anyway... Betty did not have many words to say, but she had this suggestion for the Queen. Good evening. I quit, Elizabeth. Well, I'm sure the temptation must be there at times. But it's not a bad job to have, eh? It does have a few perks. Avery from Guelph, Ontario. Avery Milbury. Uh, Avery also has a PS, wondering what recording equipment you're using. I must have written that after yesterday's show. We're working on it, Avery. Um, Here's what Avery suggests. These times have been difficult, loss, hardship. But as a nation, we have powered through. I'd like to thank the NHS, that's the National Health Service in Britain, and essential workers, who are at risk of this deadly virus every day. Thank you. Thank you. Merry Christmas. And I think Avery is uh, clearly writing that on behalf of and suggesting to the Queen. Crystal Chin writes, Once in a century is once in a lifetime. At times, it is not how we will remember this moment, but rather how this moment will remember us. How we choose to treat our most vulnerable populations, though, or sorry, how we choose to treat our most vulnerable populations through our policies and infrastructures, our decisive day-to-day actions or inaction is a direct reflection of our acceptable cultural and ethical norms and values as a society. So this holiday season, let's give each other the present of the presence of our empathy and humanity to both the individuals we do and do not know. Uh, Thank you, Crystal. Jim Snell from Fernie, British Columbia. My Christmas message would be 2020 may not have been the best of times, but if we focus on the concepts of kindness, perseverance, and perspective, 2021 may prove to be better. It must be remembered that our lives are not about what we have, but who we are with, and the physical distancing of 2020 will have highlighted this, teaching us to value and build memories of these special moments we get to share with those we love. Jill Snell in Fernie, B.C. 
Michael Humer. Peter, my short Christmas message to Canadians, hang people, we've almost got this thing beat. Best wishes from Michael Humer. And Carolyn O'Leary in Ajax, Ontario, must have heard Michael because she wrote, Hang in there, Canada. We can do this. We the North. Yeah, we the North didn't look so good last night. Looked good in the first half, but boy, it kind of stunk to join out in the second half. Talking Raptors here. Anyway, Carolyn, thank you. Joanne King. Uh, Joanne is in Windsor. We got to, uh, here it is, sorry. Here's what Joanne has to say. This year we were solitary and we Zoomed together. We experienced great loss in the loss of lives, jobs, and financial capability. We are Canadians and we are the light to help each other and need to help each other. Looking forward to two pokes in the arm. Yeah, we all, we all are looking forward to those two pokes, but uh, we've got to be patient. It's going to be a while. This one comes from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Elaine Niami. Uh, Elaine's got creative and written a bit of a, a little bit of a poem here. With pandemic pandemonium at an all-time high, we feel sorry for those who had a loved one die. While the world became quiet, science chose to fight it. The vaccine is now on its way. May we all look forward to a brighter day. Yes, Elaine, uh, we all are look forwarding, or looking forward to a brighter day and hoping one will not be too far away. Brenda Johansson in Scarborough. Here's what Brenda has to say. She says, I'm writing to you from Scarborough, and here's my one sentence for the Queen's Christmas 2020 message. Full disclosure, it is based on George Harrison's Here Comes the Sun. Now, I warned you guys last week, I can't carry a tune. I can't sing. So I'll do my best. Obviously, I know who... The song, Here Comes the Sun. Um, but uh, not so great on, <laughs> on singing it. Here's what Brenda writes. I know it's been a long and lonely, cold winter this 2020 year, and it feels like years since we've had some fun. But the COVID-19 vaccines are all right. We're all right. So bring on the 2021 sun. All right. Thank you, Brenda. Actually, I think there were a couple of people who picked up on the, that George Harrison song. As we get further down this uh, stack of letters, I'm sure the next one will pop up. But this one comes from Paula Zabalos, Clarkson Village, Mississauga, Ontario. It's been a year of holding our breath. 
while our Earth has breathed a sigh of relief. May next year bring us both a breath of fresh air. Now, there's actually a lot in there, Paula, because you're right. It has been a year of holding our breath. But we've also had a sense at the same time because we've been holding our breath and acting so much differently and staying at home and not out driving and not out flying that our Earth has seemed to have breathed a sigh of relief. Um, This one comes from Guelph, Ontario, nicknamed the Royal City. And it's from Margaret Vandervood. I think it's Vandervood, not Vanderwood. Vandervood, I think you pronounce that W like a V, I think. Anyway, Margaret writes, and she's writing on behalf of Her Majesty. People, why are COVID cases going up? What don't you understand? Stay home. If you can't, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six apart. Blimey. It's not that difficult. The queen is not amused. All right, Margaret. First time I covered the queen was 50 years ago. 50 years ago. She was just in her low 40s at that point. And I was in my low 20s. It was in Churchill, Manitoba, where it all started for me in broadcasting. And in 1970, which was the Manitoba Centennial, the Queen and Prince Philip, Princess Anne, and Prince Charles. I think it was just the four of them. I think Prince Edward was still too young at that point. I think it was just the four of them. They came to Churchill to start off what were the Manitoba Centennial celebrations. And there was a big Arctic jamboree there as well. And it was uh, my first opportunity uh, to talk on the CBC Radio full network for a live broadcast across the country of the arrival of the royal family in Churchill. And I was one of the reporters on the ground. I was out near the site of the big Arctic jamboree that was taking place. that Prince Charles was going to officially open. And you know who the host was of that broadcast? 1970, CBC Radio. The network host, the anchorman, Lloyd Robertson. And that was my first opportunity to meet Lloyd and to work with Lloyd, who in the 50 years since has, you know, had his own great path in broadcasting and has become a, a good friend. And, you know, Lloyd is from right here, Stratford, Ontario. He was born and raised here, just one street over from where we live. And Lloyd um, comes back to Stratford every once in a while. 
And uh, occasionally when he does, we'll, you know, we go out and grab a coffee or lunch or what have you. Talk about the old days. And one of those old days was 50 years ago in my first coverage of a royal tour. And I still have my press pass from then. And I got to tell you, <laughs> I look pretty young. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Robin Ward writes from Edmonton, Alberta. She's impressed by somebody who a lot of Canadians have been impressed by as a result of watching on, on the cable news networks the daily um, medical health officers speaking in different parts of the country about the situations in their provinces. And Robin has been impressed by Dr. Bonnie Henry in British Columbia. She's the uh, BC Provincial Health Officer. But here's a person with national experience. I believe, I think she went to Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia. I think that's where she got one of her first uh, public health degrees. Anyway, Dr. Bonnie Henry has a saying that she uses. I think every time she, uh, she gives one of her briefings. And it's, it's what Robin says we should all say as our Christmas message. Be kind, be calm. Be safe. Six words. That's it. That's all. There's a lot in there. Be kind. Be calm. Be safe. Barb King in Okotoks, Alberta. So I think uh, Barb is also thinking in terms of uh, writing for the Queen. And it looks like uh, I think she's picked up a little bit of that pace from the George Harrison words. So here we go. Here's what she, I, it's quite long. I'm not going to read it all, but I will read some of it. So this was 2020, and what have we done? Washed hands, wore masks, distanced ourselves. Is the pandemic almost over? It was not all that much fun. And now it is Christmas. I hope you have some of your nearest and dearest drinks and raise a glass to everyone. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's thank all the health workers and scientists for easing our fear. And so 2020 we won't miss. Or to isolate and to stay strong away from family and friends this year has been so long. And so happy a vaccine is now making things right. Only months it did take. Let's stop to see the light. Good for you, Barb. Actually, I did read it all. Barb King from Okotoks. Molly Heiss from Welland, Ontario. Here's her 2020 Christmas message. 2020 reminded us the choice of kindness. We live in a diverse world where no two people are exactly the same. In 2021, we are now capable of becoming kinder. I hope you're right there, Molly. I hope if there's anything we take away from this year, that that's, that's it that we're all capable 
of being kinder. Kim Churchill writes from St. John's, Newfoundland. I love this. It's, you know, we're getting, we're hearing from people all across the country. Kim Perchard writes, be grateful for what you have. Reflect on the good things this year has brought us. Focus on what is truly important. Yeah, be grateful for what we have. Reflect on the good things that this year has brought us. And focus on what is truly important. And one of those things that's truly important is kindness. So remember, when you go all the way back to that first message that I read from David Oliver in Oak Bay, Victoria, right out to St. John's, Newfoundland, sea to sea. I'm sure they're thinking of this in Pond Inlet and Iqaluit and Tuktoyoktuk and places on the far northern sea. So from sea to sea to sea, we're thinking of kindness and how we can share the wealth. All right, Tish Whitfield in Barry's Bay, Ontario. Um, she's written for the Queen. She has a little preface here. My my husband and I continue to enjoy your broadcast podcast. That's great, Michael. I guess that's Tish's husband. Particularly enjoys hearing about your stories in Winnipeg, as that is where he grew up. I've purchased your book for him as a Christmas present, and I received your book plate. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I mean, I punched out a lot of letters. Uh, with book plates over the last couple of weeks, and uh, I certainly hope they all got there in time. Um, My mom was a war bride from England, so listening to the Queen's message every Christmas was also part of our family's tradition. As I said, it certainly was part of ours. And to some degree, it still is. You know, it's so different now. Um, I mean, in those days, those early days, I was sitting around a radio listening to it. Uh, today it's on television and it sort of kind of pops up at different times on different networks. Um, but it's still the queen. And, you know, you can have your different feelings about the monarchy and about the royal family. But she's quite the figure. She's quite the individual. And... Uh, I don't know what's going to happen when she's gone, um, but I suspect things are going to be very different in our relationship with the royal family. Anyway, here's Tish's suggested message. Love one another by covering your face. Protect your community by staying in place. Absence of loved ones is hard to erase, but hold on tight. We will win this race. And that sounds a lot like the British determination. It sounds like something that uh, the Queen just might say, right? Thanks, Tish. And Barry's Bay. Tony Leal writes from uh, Whitby, Ontario. And he once again writes for the Queen. He's suggesting this is what she does. Very simple message. Two words. 
and she could wave, says uh, Tony, during this famous royal wave, right? And what is it he suggests the queen says? Stay home. All right. Where's the Queen City? Come on. You know where the Queen City is. The Queen City is Regina. Regina, Saskatchewan. So Barb Butler writes from the Queen City. Once again for the Queen. My dear lowly subjects, again it is that time of year when I take to the airwaves to bring you some cheer. It's been not a good year. Our world did not sparkle. Prince Harry left us. Damn that Mrs. Markle. I'm getting older. My step has lost some spring. Charles is concerned he never will be the king. I'm tired now, so need some rest. But I send you all my very best. To my loyal subjects from all the many lands, take good care and wash your hands. That's very good, Barb. Barb Butler from Regina. And Barb, I can tell you that in my view, that was very good. Only beaten by one. And that's the next one. Because as I said earlier, I think there was a thread through all of this right from the very beginning. The sense of, you know, looking after each other. So this one is interesting. It's interesting because it actually comes from outside our borders. It comes from somebody who currently lives south of the border in the U.S. But she was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And she was born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba 95 years ago. Right around the same time as the Queen was born. And she grew up listening to the Queen's annual Christmas message. So the Queen's annual Christmas message is a big deal for her. It's a big deal for Charlotte Rams. 95 years old. Living in the States. Born and raised in Winnipeg. Grew up listening to the Queen's Christmas message. And I think I think it's either Charlotte's son or grandson who submits this for his mother or grandmother. She wrote it, and this is what she says the message should be for this year. During these trying times and throughout the coming year, Strive to be more compassionate, decent, and charitable to your fellow citizens. 
Now, that is the voice of experience. That is the voice of history. That is the voice of Charlotte Rams, who's reminding us about the challenges of this year. She's seen many. Think of her life. 95 years. She's seen a lot. And she's telling us that during these trying times and throughout the coming year, strive to be more compassionate, decent, and charitable to your fellow citizens. I think that's a wonderful message. Charlotte, if you hear our voices, you can also imagine hearing those who are listening to this podcast who at the same time are thanking you for that guidance based on the experiences that you've had and your knowledge of the world in which you live and your knowledge of us and what we need to keep focused and keep in mind. So I will, um, I will arrange through uh, Thomas to get you that book. Thank all of you for writing in. Uh, you know, you responded to this very quickly. And, you know, as has been the case over these last few weeks of contests, it's been fun, but it's been a lesson to all of us as well. Because I think we've learned a lot about each other and a lot about how we need to move forward in the days, weeks, and months ahead. This has been, <laughs> to say the least, a challenging year. 41 weeks in to the heart of this pandemic, we have some hope because of the vaccines, but we're also fully realizing how difficult our situation is right now and will continue to be for the next month or two, for sure, at least. It's not going to be easy. And we're going to need to remember some of the lessons that you heard in these messages that many of you have written. All right. Hey, it's Christmas. And for those of us who celebrate this day, it's going to be different on December 25th than it's been in any other December 25th of our past. Not the same. But there's some basic things we need to remember about ourselves, about our community, about what we need to do to remain safe. Never forgetting that there are others that we care about and should care about and continue to care about. All right, so listen. Have a great Christmas. Try to enjoy as best you can and reach out by whatever means you can, the phone, Zoom, Internet, shouting from porch to porch. We've made it this far. We're going to make it further. There will be an end to all this. So let's just stick together. Be kind, be calm. Right? Be safe. All right, I'm Peter Mansbridge. This has been The Bridge, the Christmas weekend special for 2020. 
One for the history books. <laughs> I'm not sure when I'll be back next week, um, Monday or Tuesday. I mean, let's enjoy a few days. Let's try to make this as enjoyable as possible while always remembering others. All right, I'm Peter Mansbridge. Merry Christmas. We'll be back, um, well, in a few days. Thank you.